Suncast is brought to you by SunGrow, providing clean power for all. Suncast is also brought to you by Trina Solar. These are some of the kind of magical things that someone can implement themselves that will put you kind of head and shoulders above your competitors because it's all comparative, right? Hey there, Solar Warriors. I'm Nico Johnson, and this is Suncast. Each week, I pull back the veil on the life and business insights of clean tech entrepreneurs building the most noble and impactful companies of our time. I hope what you learn from this conversation is a catalyst for your own growth. So thanks for tuning in and welcome to our tribe. Hey, hey, happy Thursday, Solar Warrior. I am really thrilled that you're here. I hope that you enjoyed Tuesday's episode with Stin Voss and learn something about how his company, SDEC Solar Group, is eating the racking world. It was one of our podcast lounge episodes from 2019, but I'm really just impressed with the scope of that company, and I know that you will be too. Listen, as the COVID-19 pandemic creates a lack of stability in the economy, we aim to be a rudder that guides you to relevant content and equips you with the tools that you need to grow this year despite these challenges we all face. That's why today's entrepreneur is bringing the heat. He's going to help us go deep on SEO, search engine optimization, because when attention is limited, where and how you show up in search really, really matters. Matt Bertram is the co-host of a decade-long podcast specifically focused on the unknown secrets of internet marketing. You can find out more at bestseopodcast.com. Is that not the best URL for a website? They've got 3.6 million downloads to their credit and counting. He's also an Amazon best-selling author and the CEO of eWeb Results, a digital marketing agency where Matt and his team are ninjas masterfully executing on helping clients with SEO. In this episode, we unpack what SEO really is, and Matt dispels the myths around the different verticals that affect the performance of your website. There's things that you can control and things that you can't control. We go deep on different tactics and strategies. He even gives a story about how he helped his client get to number one in Google and what that did for their revenues. The lessons learned here are really, really important. In case you haven't heard about it, another way that we want to add to your toolkit is via our first ever Suncast Clean Energy Summit, which goes live next Wednesday, which happens to be the 50th anniversary of Earth Day. So let's celebrate Earth Day together. Hashtag Earth Day together to learn more Check it out at suncastsummit.com, all one word. I look forward to seeing you on April 22nd. But for now, get ready to tune up your skills, Solar Warrior, as we tune in to another powerful conversation here on Suncast. All right, Solar Warriors. Today, we're going to really dive down a rabbit hole on digital marketing. We've done a bunch of digital marketing episodes. Uh, I've started to try and pull in some of my friends who are not in the space per se of clean economy, clean energy, clean tech, but who really understand what's happening behind the veil related to digital marketing, digital services. Matt Bertram is not only co-host of a popular podcast around the topic of SEO with well over 3 million downloads, he's a best-selling Amazon author, and he's the CEO of a company called eWeb Results, a top internet marketing agency helping folks demystify their digital marketing strategy. And today we're going to jump into some of his hot button topics. First, Matt, welcome to Suncast. Thank you so much for having me. This is uh, great to be here. I'm, I'm really excited about this. In the pre-interview, we had uh, a lot of good conversations. So looking to share this with your audience. So Yeah, likewise, man. You're doing some stuff that really inspires me. And, and I hope that we get, have a chance to cover the, the really important topics for those who are tuning in today. The, you know, our audience, by and large, is in a very old uh, industry, energy, right? And we're in the process of an energy transition away from fossil fuels towards clean energy. So we call it the clean economy. You got 
founders and CEOs, executives, professionals who are entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs, by and large, building businesses, right? And as you know, as a CEO of now multiple companies, you as the, as the leader have to trust your team, but folks tune in here because they want to at least be informed and know how to point the arrow in the right direction before they shoot. So I wanted to dispel a few sort of myths or in particular around SEO. But before we do that, I mentioned just a minute ago that you have a popular podcast. And I think there's something that uh, just sort of underlies the wisdom of what you do, in fact, consult folks on. The podcast, as, as I've been able to find it, is bestseopodcast.com. However, that's not the name of the podcast. What's the podcast actually called? Uh, the podcast is called The Unknown Secrets of Internet Marketing. So really kind of a broader topic of everything digital marketing, but really I am an SEO expert and that's really at the core of our strategies. You know, back in the day, so SEO is kind of a moving target, but back in the day, the title you know, the slug or, or domain, like, you know, at the top when you're searching for it, um, used to carry a lot more weight than it does now. When you look at search volume, it was growing. So we started podcasting about 10 years ago. There was a lot of search volume around SEO. And then people would put the modifier of best on there or best marketing podcast or best small business podcast or whatever, where the volume is. And so we just bought the domain best SEO podcast and started to get a lot of uh, visibility and traffic from that one tactic. Man, you know what's so funny is I bought, when I started Suncast, nobody even knows this because I don't use it. Uh, and you probably would give me a different advice. I bought solarpodcast.co when I started four and a half years ago. I've never once sent any traffic there. <laughs> 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 Just right out of the gate, like would you, how would you advise me that I would actually leverage the solarpodcast.co as a domain since I clearly now have some Google, Google juice around mysuncast.com? Yeah, I mean, you can, you can redirect it if, if you wanted to change the name. I mean, right now though, um, the, like it, like, don't quote me on this because this was like probably a year or so ago Like that I was looking at the full mix. There's a lot of other things that are changing more, but there was about 12% of SEO juice that went into the domain name. But also you got the domain ages, right? So, and, right. and if, if you're not using that domain, like if you're not hosting it or that's why sometimes when you go to a website, you just see a, like a WordPress like template up, but there's no website built or just aging the domain, right? Um, so if, but there's nothing on it. Um, it's not kind of hidden the Google algorithm. And so right now you're like, I can even probably look it up real quick for you right now. You probably have some domain authority and some domain age around mysuncast.com right now. So I do. it's now first page of, of uh, if you search Suncast, I now come up on the first page, which is why I got this, the cease and, the cease and desist from Suncast Corporation. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that with domain names, really the way to look at it from a marketing or branding perspective is you want it to somewhat be intuitive, right? Like, like the name of your company, you want it to be somewhat intuitive or, you know, you want to pick something that, that no one is in that space, right? And then you got to spend the money on branding, but then you get all the liberation for that work. We're actually, funny enough, we're, we're going to be changing our name. We're trying to mature our brand because eWeb Results has been around for 20 years. And think back to like when the internet started, everything had a little E in front of it that was internet related. Well, now everybody's dropped the E. It's like Facebook dropping the the, you know, it's like iPhone dropping the I, like, are they going to do that and just call it phone? You know I mean? Like, so we never thought the little... E was going to go out of style, but it did. So we're, we're actually moving to EWR digital. Well, at the end of this month of April, right at the end of this month, we're going to be moving to that. But the only other EWR as like that's eWeb results shortened that term, the only other person that will be competing against for search volume is New York airport like New, New York and New York. Oh, right. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and, and so, and so like my, so my team, like one of the goals that we've created is we're going to outrank EWR for our agency for when everybody's searching for the airport, they're going to find us like it. But now that's going to be hard for like remarketing, retargeting on, on ad traffic. Right. So we're going to have to like, you know, probably exclude like the New York state in, in, in that strategy. Like we got to think about it a little bit more, but all these things you got to take into consideration when you're building an online digital strategy. 
tell you right now, you have 30, like in Ahrefs is like a third-party listening tool. Your your homepage has a, a domain authority of 30. Your overall site has a domain authority of 35. We usually recommend companies get into the 20s to compete to get on the first page. So you've actually done a lot of work on building your authority for, for your brand. And so at this point in time, you know, unless you have to change it, um, which you can, you know, do 301 redirects and go to your other, I would hold on to it at this point. So, you know, we've talked a bit here, like jumping into um, a, a really interesting segment of the, the topic, which is how to kind of get domain authority a little bit. But, but when you're at a, a cocktail party and you run into someone and you're explaining what you do and they eventually sort of admit that they're not really quite sure what SEO is, how do you explain that to them or maybe to your grandma? Like, how, how do you lay that out? You know, that's a, that's a great question because I think that there's a, a couple of uh, clients of ours that um, are, are, friends, are friends that I've, I've met through the years or, you know, went to high school with or something like that, that they have like a family business that they've taken over and they've hired me um, and they're still not sure uh, what, <laughs> what I do because I went to a, a class reunion and uh, I had a few uh, people in that class that were my clients and they were trying to uh, tell other people that had small businesses or taken over their parents' businesses what, what I had done for them. And they didn't even know what SEO stood for. Right. <laughs> okay. So I, think it's, so I think it's an absolute fair question. So, you know, when someone asked me like, what is SEO? It is sometimes hard to explain. And the definition of SEO has uh, continued to broaden, right? So now you're talking about SEO for LinkedIn or SEO for Facebook, right? So what, what really is it and how people are defining it is really creating content and, and speaking to the algorithm in a way um, that it understands the information you're presenting and it tries to evaluate the relevancy. So, you know, one of the definitions here that I like is SEO or search engine optimization is the process by which people take or make sure that websites are appealing to search engines by certain words, uh, phrases. Um, there's actually about 250 something different kind of switches that, that Google's looking at in, in a different mix to help figure out how trustworthy, how valuable the content is to that person at the time. So it's just all about visibility. Like if, if I was to say it in a nutshell, it would be online PR. And then you can apply that to different platforms. But the main platform when people talk about SEO is Google because it has the majority of the search volume. So I've got it at a high level, but let's get tactical here. Where do I start? Is there an order of operation? Is there a lexicon I need to understand before I can jump into this? Yeah. So, okay. SEO is broken up into a couple different parts. You know, we, we've developed kind of a methodology like over the years of, of how we do it. But if you want to break it into kind of bigger buckets, from a marketing standpoint, one is your website. Wherever you're driving customers to is really the most important thing. And you really got to make sure that that's doing what you need it to do, making sure that um, your call to actions are there. It's able to convert. And then there's something called technical SEO right? And, and also the content that's laid out on the page. So really, you know, SEO, when people talk about it, because it's such a broad talk, they're going to talk about the technical SEO, which is kind of on the back end that speaks to the Google algorithm. They're going to talk about on page, which the Google algorithm understands, but is for the user. And then you're going to talk about off page SEO. And that's what's happening in the ether on the internet that affects your website, but you don't have any direct control over. Right. So those are kind of the different buckets. And then if you wanted to add um, social media to that and how that plays into the mix, um, and there's a lot of debate uh, uh, around um, how, how impactful that is. And they're looking for kind of social signals. And I, Google right now says that they don't look at that stuff, but based on all the information that I have and the things that I've seen through testing, and with our clients, I believe it does, right? So you gotta, so it's like Google, it's like the Coca-Cola formula, right? Like no one really knows like what the proper mix of it is. And even Google's being a little bit opaque about what that is because they don't want people to, to game it. Um, and so that's where kind of some of the, the, the bad light for SEO gets in there. And, and really SEO in general um, sometimes uh, gets, gets a bad light because 
it, it's so broad and, and there's so much to learn and the different strategies that people use, there's no, you know, Google's really the only kind of police officer of their own stuff of what's going on. And you got to be really careful um, that you kind of at least know what, if you're hiring a freelancer or agency, what they're doing. Cause I've seen cross the spectrum things. That's where you hear about black hat SEO, uh, white hat SEO, like what does all that mean, right? So it's just, it, there's just so much information and it's very, very hard unless you're in the industry to really process it and sift through it. And even people that have been in it for years and years and years, it's a constant learning, but also there's a certain amount of information that you consume. And then like it, it kind of clicks on like a light, you know what I mean? And then you kind of understand what's happening, what's going on. And then in different areas, based on the different, you know, the different ranking factors, uh, you're going to have differently, different levels of knowledge in, in that area, right? So like, I, 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 I've been doing SEO a long time, and I got on the phone with another uh, SEO buddy of mine that he focuses just on Google Maps, right? The map, the three map pack. And that's actually a whole different search engine than YouTube's a whole different search engine, but it's all wrapped together in something called universal search. So when I talk to him, um, that algorithm is different than the main search algorithm, but there's things that kind of play back and forth with each other. And again, it's a similar, like it's a similar company that wrote the algorithm, but they're looking at different things. And so when I talk to him of things that he can do to move people in that three pack, it gives me insight to some things that I'm doing in kind of traditional SEO, but then apply and can impact, right? All about triangulation of information and kind of how, how it all plays together. And when you talk to different SEOs, they're all going to have different lean levels of knowledge on the 200, 250 plus different ranking factor. That's why when you talk to one person, they're looking at a of their knowledge base or what they know. And then you talk to somebody else, you get different seeing opinions. So if yeah. you talk to multiple experts and they all tell you something different, you're like, Hey, this, you throw your hands up because I'm getting all different answers. This doesn't work. And it, it really is based on your, your, your purview and like how much visibility you have for me, because I work across multiple industries and with Companies like, you know, small, small mom and pop shops, you know, multi-location franchises up to some publicly traded companies, like everything impacts, impacts it differently, right? And then in different industries, it, it does have a different impact because everything's uh, based upon what your competitors for that keyword in your local area are doing. So the answer of it depends, the right answer, because in your case, even if I have the exact same company, in one area of the country and I do the exact same thing, like the exact same methodology based upon the local ranking factors, based on the competitors and based on the keywords, it's all like a bidding system, like AdWords or, you know, something like that, where it's an auction based system. And there's only so much uh, real estate on that kind of first page of Google where the majority of the traffic is. And so it's going to result differently. Does that make sense? Like, so it all, it's all relative to what everybody else is going on, what everybody else is doing. And then the levels of knowledge that different people have um, impacts the answers you're going to give. So it, it is a very complex topic and it's usually better to really drill down to, you know, one, one or two different um, ranking factors uh, what we try to do with our strategies is we'll we'll try to trip the circuit on you know seven or different eight different ranking factors each month, right? And then there's kind of a progression or a maturity with accounts that we run SEO campaigns for to slowly build on kind of what we're doing. But again, that's my methodology. And you talk to somebody else, they're going to have something completely different. That's either going to be a shortcut or a long-term strategy, or it's going to work for them short-term and like the algorithm's going to change. So it's, it's constantly evolving is, is what I can tell you. You know, one of the things that stands out to me at a, at a high level is this notion that there are in fact, many different search engines. All of us think about Google. Google obviously is the big kid on the block, but I just learned something that I'm not sure I was completely aware of. We all know that Google is the number one search engine. YouTube is the number two search engine. Right? Facebook might be number three. I'm not sure. I was not aware specifically that Google Maps is treated as a separate search 
engine or a separate search domain, as it were. And what it triggered for me is the fact that by and large, solar is a local business, right? So if we just focus on solar as a business, residential installers, commercial installers, utility installers are all dealing with geolocated context by and large, build their businesses based on referrals and build their businesses based on reviews, as we talked about in the past, and also build build their business based on targeting the area where they have uh, sort of local domain expertise. How can a solar installer begin to think about SEO and also how might they bolt on uh, or leverage Google Maps as a search factor for SEO? Yeah. So kind of going back to your original question, I think you got to start with your website, right? You got to have a high converting website. And then the the next uh, piece of marketing, I believe every company uh, should invest in um, if they're you know trying to grow for the long term is SEO. But what type of SEO are you looking for? And to your point, yes, uh, the maps make up about 30% of all search volume. Wow. Yeah. So 30% also something else interesting. Another interesting That's statistic massive. is 20% of all search volume is Google images. Okay. Oh, <laughs> and like a lot of people aren't, aren't taking advantage of that. Um, but yeah, when you're geolocal, um, really uh, that is a different uh, search engine. It's wrapped together called something called universal search. If you look that up and they, it, it, it's just, they kind of pulled all their different properties together because Google does own YouTube as well. Right. So Google really Mm -hmm. is, is the big kid, uh, on the block. And that's what everybody looks at. Even if you look at like AdWords with like Bing, um, you can hit, just hit a button and it'll export it to Bing because Bing is only like, you know, 10, 15% of total search volume, which, you know, in the big scheme of things, uh, it could be a lot of volume for certain keywords, but but really, you know, you want to primarily focus on Google. And those maps, um, when you look at the maps, reviews are super important. There's some kind of magic kind of, you know, seven reviews, seven videos, seven FAQs. Like I've seen kind of the number seven come up in the algorithm a lot, even on YouTube you know, seven tags. Is this like it's the minimum threshold? Yeah, there's some kind of something with the algorithm that trips it at at seven. Now, based on the different studies that are out there, they say that for users to believe in the reviews, you got to have like 12 or 13 of them for people to certainly hit that threshold. But reviews are absolutely important um, on your Google My Business. Those reviews are uh, extremely critical and you want to be driving people to do that. We have a lot of other industries we work with, like say plumbers or electricians, when they're like an independent contractor, they don't even have a website sometimes, right? So all their business is driven through the click to call in Google Maps, right? Um, and then, you know, Google gives you the ability to even build your own website for free in in the we call it GNB Google My Business. Right now, though, okay, <laughs> um, you're you're right now. They've suspended all this stuff with the you know the the COVID stuff that's going on right now. So it's pretty interesting. But they added where you can add videos, you can add kind of short like little Twitter posts or like mini blogs on there. Um, they're really building out that search engine. They are pulling, like if you do have a website, they were pulling certain data they were looking for on the homepage of the website. And now they've kind of expanded that search engine to pull from the entire website. But there, there's a lot of little things that you can do, but you absolutely want to be in that three pack. And you can click on it and see it expanded for certain keywords to see how far down the list you are. Um, but if you're a local business, also, you know, adding a ton of pictures, like we've seen, um, it's crazy. So I'll give you, these are DYI kind of tips. You know, if you can upload a hundred or 99, actually, if you can upload 99 pictures to your Google My Business, you want them kind of high quality 4K pictures. And if you can geotag them, if you just look up how to geotag, you can geotag the locations because it builds trust for Google. These are some of the kind of magical things that are not you know, black hat tactics by any mean, but they're things that someone can implement themselves that will put you kind of head and shoulders above your competitors because it's all comparative, right? It's all comparative in your local area That's to amazing. what other people are doing. Um, that goes back to a, a, a quick strategy that people call a, a, and it creates a good analogy. It's called like the skyscraper technique. So like if you think about content, like the target content for blogs was maybe 500 words. And then people, People started coming out with 2,000 word pieces of content. Well, that content, if you set it side by side, towers above the 500 pieces of content. And 
And, you know, people started using the term skyscraper technique, right? So build a long pillar content and it ranks better. And that, that gives Google more information to make decisions. Now, if it's just bad content and user behavior, they jump off or they don't read it. So, so there's a caveat there, right? It can't just be content. It's got to be quality content for the user. So if you have a high balance rate, it's not going to help. No, no. So, so yeah, Google's looking at what people are uh, doing mm. once they get there as well. This explains why things like Taboola work so well, because it gives people another reason to stay on that page, which makes Google see that they're not leaving. And now with even like Taboola videos, it's genius. Holy crap. It, it all, so like it all, t- <laughs> that's the crazy thing, right? It's like, it's like you asking me to explain how the stock market works. Yeah. I've got a bunch of following questions. I know that we could spend like three hours talking about this and you wouldn't exhaust your knowledge. So you've mentioned a couple of times, black hat versus white hat. I think that that's something that we should probably drill down on and just give a quick explanation of the difference so that people have a knowledge of it. You know, black hat tends to happen in more of like a short term strategy in the affiliate world. It actually happens a lot. What does it mean though? It's doing things that are against the Google guidelines that uh-huh. if Google finds out about it, they're going to penalize you. It's like they're like a traffic cop and you broke the law and you you, you can either get a ticket or you can get thrown in jail. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's a cat and mouse game. It's it's like a short term gain, like to to maybe earn a, earn a quality link or rent a quality link, right? And so you can pay people money to rent links versus, you know, uh, like earning the link. Does that make sense? Mm, like, so, yeah. mm-hmm. so in any kind of market, there's, you know, the underworld, if you will. Yeah. And, uh, in SEO as this big kind of ecosystem, uh, just like the stock market, there's people front running trades there. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's all kinds of like insider trading. There's, there's, there's this kind of stuff everywhere and it's, it's, it's kind of the same. And, and that's the scary thing, right? That's the scary thing is like, you might have trusted your website or your online business to a company that is employing tactics that could be putting you at risk and could get you penalized. Like I know some people who didn't even know that the company was that they were using was doing some some nefarious things. They got penalized by Google and had to go buy a brand new domain. Like that would be that would be like all the work we talked about previously that that you've done for for my Suncast. And now you got it. You you are forced now to go use that other domain and start from scratch, yeah. right? Yeah. And and there's been some really big businesses that have got hit with stuff. I think it was like. Dillard's or JC Penney or something like that. There was, you know, a multi-million dollar kind of Ponzi scheme that they were pulling off and Google took down the whole thing and it really hurt them. Like, so like even these big wow. companies are not um, immune, immune. To, some, to some of this stuff. And so I just think having a foundational knowledge of like mm. what, what, what your strategy is or what's being executed is important from even a risk factor, right? So, right, yeah. You know. Well, you speaking of factors, you mentioned earlier ranking factors. Is there some list that I should know about for ranking factors? If you just type, like, again, go to the Oracle of Google, right? Um, and ty- type in uh, Google ranking factors and then go to uh, images. <laughs> and then there'll be some pie charts. Some of them are rather dated a couple years back. Usually they come out of like different case studies because Google doesn't give this information. Like other people got to kind of test and it's called A-B testing or they, they kind of run some studies or look at some quantitative data and then they share their findings. So there's a lot of like white papers that come out. Like, I mean, you could call me a data scientist too, honestly, you know, SEO expert, but data scientists is really what we do is we look at what's currently going on in the market using different tools. We make a, a strategy or recommendations. We implement those recommendations and we see how the algorithm and how people react to that. And then we constantly iterate based upon like what people are doing on the site, all these different kind of behavior factors or psychology factors of what people are doing. And, and that's how we make a lot of our decisions of what keywords we should go after, what products we might want to push to get ROI and then model some of this stuff. 
If you haven't yet checked out the landing page for Suncast Clean Energy Summit at suncastsummit.com, I would encourage you to go over and peruse what we're up to starting next Wednesday, April 22nd, Earth Day. Let's spend Earth Day together, Solar Warrior. If you are looking for community, if you're looking at the clean energy business and trying to figure out how to get your feet wet, if you, like me, are a veteran in the industry and just want to go deeper on the innovation, we have you covered. From impact to innovation to inclusion and diversity, we will be covering three different day-long summits starting on April 22nd. And I invite you to join us on the journey. As this world becomes increasingly virtual, now is the time for us to lean in, find comfort, and network with one another, test tools, and be in a virtual space together. This is an experiment for us, although we've been doing LinkedIn Live, and we've been bringing you content virtually over the airwaves for years this is a new experience for us and we invite you along the journey with us check it out suncastsummit.com i hope that you'll jump in i've got some amazing speakers lined up that we'll be announcing over the coming days see you on april 22nd solar warriors i know that some of you like me are just stuck inside right now quarantined and i want to ask you don't let this time go to waste This is the best time to learn how to incorporate new Solar Plus capabilities to your toolkit, like Extensible Energy's DemandX software. You can get that in your projects. Commercial customers will thank you. Extensible Energy is arranging remote training sessions right now that you can use to sharpen your Solar Plus software skills during this slow period so that you will have a competitive advantage when the market picks up again. You'll learn how to combine solar installations with inexpensive AI software and increase your commercial sales by automatically reducing demand charges with or without batteries. So get your solar business ready to grow now by signing up for the free DemandX training at extensibleenergy.com forward slash suncast. Don't miss out. You know, one of the things I'm really curious about, because we are going to share, we're sharing so many things that folks can do themselves. What tools can I use to check if my SEO is actually even working? I mean, what what does a rank or a score tell me and how do I find it? And, And what other tools might I leverage that are easy to access? Google Keyword Planner is probably the most universal tool. You can go set up a free Google. Like you used to be able to check it for free, but now you got to like put in your credit card information for a Google AdWords account. And then Uber Suggest, that just went paid. Okay. So a lot of what's happening is the internet's maturing and a lot of things that used to be free are now costing money. Right. And so Uber Suggest just turned paid, but was a great free resource then the tools that we use, um, we use uh, Ahrefs, um, and that's to look at like the off-page SEO that I mentioned previously. And then on content, and then kind of keyword ranking, you know, we'll use uh, we'll use Alexa, we'll use Moz, uh, and then we'll use SEMrush. Now, SEMrush is a great forward indicator of like what's happening because it's a predictive algorithm. It's not real time, right? So. You can see real-time data and then you can see projection data. But I would say Ubersuggest, Ahrefs, and SEMrush are um, three primary tools we use to get kind of visibility into what's happening. And then Google Analytics, of course, right, Um, to see what's going on on your website. I think those are five really tangible things that folks can try to wrap their head around. Uh, I want to go back to the very first one, which for me has been super useful the Google Keyword Planner, I wanted to know how important, in fact, are keyword selection? How do I choose? Is that a whole other podcast or book topic? (laughs) Uh, Let me give you one quick example um, that Mm -hmm. will probably illustrate that for you. So probably, I would say six months ago, I had uh, someone find me. We do a lot of inbound marketing. So I had someone find me and we were doing a AdWords audit for them, right? They were, they were coming to us with the AdWords problem, right? And then uh, we do these strategy sessions. So they came into the strategy session and we were like, hey, what are your business goals? What are you trying to do? And we were looking at all the data in the AdWords. 
And then Mm -hmm. we started to see that there is some arbitrage that you can do when you run AdWords, keywords that you're finding that people aren't bidding on. So keyword planner, okay, I'm going to get a little complex. You might have to like listen to this part twice, but so keyword planner is a Google tool and Google makes money based on clicks, right? Buying clicks, right? They don't have anything to do with conversions, right? I mean, they want you to buy clicks. So Keyword Planner only looks at keywords that are in the bid auction that commercial intent keywords that people are bidding on that's a marketplace for, right? It doesn't show you keywords that nobody's bidding on. So you use some of these other tools to go find keywords that no one's bidding on, right? So like there might be a keyword that people are bidding $20 a click or $40 a click on. And then you find a modifier keyword that has a little bit less volume that nobody's bidding on. And you can go bid five cents or 10 cents on that or a dollar and get that search volume. You just use a term that I want to make sure I understand. You said a modifier keyword. And I want to go back to the very, very first, like almost sentence of the podcast where you said, we noticed people were searching SEO and then we found that they were searching best SEO. Is that an example of a yes, modifier keyword? Absolutely. Okay. So like best is a, a word or people don't like to use cheap, but people use the word cheap when they're searching for different things. There's all mm-hmm. kinds of kinds. So you have like a seed keyword and then you have a modifier keyword. That is absolutely right. But there's there's different strategies developed. But with this client specifically, mm-hmm. they were spending a lot of money on AdWords. They were competing for some clicks that were, you know, 40 bucks a click, right? And we were looking at how much they were spending on a monthly basis. And then we looked at the keyword search volume for Plumber Houston, okay? Like just Mm -hmm. Plumber Houston. And they were like, yeah, people search Plumber Houston. We want to bid on that, all that. And I looked at their keyword difficulty to rank for it for SEO. And so, you know, I have the owner of the room. I have two other marketers that work there and I go, so, so we do this like three hour workshop and I go, you just need to do SEO and rank for Plumber Houston and it will probably triple your sales. And they're like, we already know that, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, everything you talked about is not talking about ranking for that one keyword. That's all I want you to do. Okay. And they're like, okay, well, how do we do that? And then I was like, okay, well, here are the things that I would do. And they're like, okay, you do it. How long would it take you to do it? And I was like, I could probably do it in under 90 days. Okay. I was like in under 90 days and they were like money back guarantee. And I was like, I like, I looked at some stuff, you know, a little bit closer. I was like, yeah, I'll give you a money back guarantee. Right. And I said, but look, if I can rank it in 30 days, you're still paying, you know what I mean? And basically how we structure that deal, which I don't do these very often, but, but, but the owner was like, stand up, like put his hand out like on it kind of thing. And so what I did is they were in position five you know, all the traffic's in like the top position in Google, like based on any data, like it's not just first page, it's like top position or top three positions is like 70% of all traffic. So they were like right there. I was looking at kind of, you know, their, their, their off page and, and what they were doing on page. And, and so I was like, okay, this is going to actually not be very difficult. And I said, all right, if I get you in fourth position, give me 20, 25%, third position, 50%, like I'll give you that money back. Second position, 25%. And then if I get you in the first position, I don't give you any of the money back. Right. And I was like, um, but you know, 90 days, but like I, you know, I could probably do it sooner. I put them in the first position in 62 days. Okay. Of Google that equated to 40% of all traffic to their website. I think there was like 29 or 2,700 searches for that keyword within three months. Okay. Uh, we actually called them because uh, I, I have another business and, and we actually called them to get a quote on plumbing and they were three times more expensive than the <laughs> other editor. And it's a supply and demand thing. They were getting so many phone calls that they couldn't service the accounts. So they were just raising their prices to kind of stem down some of the demand. That's a great example. <laughs> that's, a, that's the best example I've ever heard of the power of SEO and understanding what's actually happening in the, in the, in the, in the ether, right. In the, in the algorithm that really taps into the psychology of your customer, man, that is unbelievable. And so that, so that like, was that worth three hours in a strategy session to figure that out one and then the implementation of it too. But, but before that they were just shooting at you know, throwing spaghetti on a lot of different walls and shooting in a lot of different directions. And I said, 
what the data is telling me is you just need to do this one thing. And it's, it actually, like we talked about demystifying SEO. So it's, it is complicated, but what it did is it distilled it into one action, one unified goal, one target in a, a short period of time. And that can be achievable. That can be accomplished. And that de-stresses actually what people are doing. If you, if you just like, like I, I know there's a lot of business owners that I work with that are like, just tell me, do this, do this and do this and I will do it, you know? And then when they see the results, they get, you know, that, that kind of feeds it, right? They like, when they start seeing the results, like that's what happens. Like when people start seeing this actually working, right? So there's a lot of people that, you know, it, it doesn't work or it didn't work right or whatever. But when the people that see it work, they just keep seeing the power of it. And, and those accounts like grow and grow and grow and people get more invested and, and, and it, it's just, it's just really amazing the power of accessing people online and getting your products or services. It's really how businesses grow today um, from what I've seen. Matt, I have a laundry list of questions I want to get through here. I actually, there's something I want to pivot towards, but something occurs to me, you know, we've been doing a lot of, uh, of LinkedIn lives and webinars just because there's so much uh, need to help the folks in our industry with these types of tactics. Um, would you be interested in jumping on a webinar with us and just walking through, I mean, some of the things I want to talk about are the importance of backlinks, um, content management and updating content, localizing content and thinking about other languages and other regions, Google FAQs and what's happening with leveraging answering questions, how to leverage audio, which is going to be more than 50% of search traffic. If we jumped into those topics on a webinar, you think you could cover it? How many hours you got? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, look, I'm going to pivot to a couple of questions that are not SEO specific because right now in the crisis and in, in the, in, you know, in, in where people are at trying to figure out what to do with their business, my understanding is that SEO is a long game and a lot of folks are hemorrhaging cash right now by shutting their businesses down. How does advertising and pay-per-click become to the forefront of the strategy? If I'm paring back now on spending money, how do I not lose sight of SEO, but still get, you know, have a good focus on, on my marketing? Let me share with you what I'm sharing with, with, with our clients and, and what our recommendations are. The bulk of our business is, is SEO because I do believe that's like really the cornerstone of marketing. But in this economy, there's like, we have a client that uh, does like, uh, has five different locations and they do jujitsu wrestling, right? Or they do mixed hmm. martial arts actually. Yep. Well, that business is completely shut down here in Houston. Okay. And that's probably going to be one of the last businesses that comes back. Right. And we mm -hmm. don't know how long it's going to be. So, so we were just on a conference call yesterday and they there's there, I mean, five locations, they're spending a lot of money. How do we not lose all the gains that we've recently made? Right. Cause I don't think Google's algorithm is going to change for this specific crisis, right? So, so what I'm recommending to clients from an SEO standpoint, and then I'll get into the other digital strategies is, well, what, what budget do you have right now? Right? Like what is, what, it, and then we got to figure out the mix, but figure out based on projection, how much budget you have, but you could trail back to kind of a maintenance. Like you're not trying to maybe grow, but you want to keep your existing rankings. So maybe trim back your SEO or even move to like a content only strategy, right? So one of the things that Google looks at is the velocity of content that you're creating on a monthly basis. So if you're creating four or eight pieces of content a month, and then zero happens, what do you think? Like, if it's like a glider, imagine it like a glider and the wind stops, what's going to happen? It's just going to tank, right? But, right, there's a big but here. It's all relative to what everybody else is doing, right? That's right. So if everybody else tank, like stops at the same time, everybody falls equally and you maintain your position. So what we're recommending to clients is trim back but don't stop because even the little gusts of wind that you can give it might be more than other people. So, so for less money or less time or effort, you can actually position yourself better after this whole thing's over. If you do believe it's going to end, or if your business can't make it and you're shutting down, that's one thing. But if you're going to be on the other end of this, like keep it going, you can trail it back. Just like make sure that you're still dripping out some content. So that's, that's kind of what we're, we're recommending on SEO because we think the whole market's going to come down and you're going to come down equally in that. And so you could maintain your positioning. Now here's what I'm seeing. There's this dichotomy going on. The small businesses are completely stopping. 
Okay. The big businesses, they're spending more. Okay. Mm -hmm. I actually have some clients that are ramping up. Now, what I recommend for most clients right now is two things. Email automation or marketing automation is really, really important. Also, if you've scheduled out posts, right, like you're using Buffer or Hootsuite mm -hmm. or something like that, go look at your posts. Make sure that they're sensitive to what's going on because you scheduled it maybe a month ago or your emails that are going out. Really, like you need to get a handle on, on the, the communication with your existing client and your prospective customers and make sure that you're you're compassionate into what's going on and, and be kind of tweaking the message. So one thing that I'm seeing is like, there's a lot of people in the kind of crisis planning that are kind of tone deaf to, you know, some of their, you know, marketing automation that's going out there. I mean, there, there could be opportunities for like loyalty programs, but like think about your, your database and your connection to your customers and that lifeline and make sure that that's in good shape. So we're seeing a lot of interest there. Um, people that are using platforms that weren't maybe using them to their full capacity. There's a lot of interest in kind of getting, getting, getting their hands around that. We've also seen a shift in marketing budgets to like branding messages, right? Like changing the conversation with Facebook ads. There are grants out there that like uh, we just had a, helped a few clients apply this week. And, and so Facebook's still kind of slow on these grants, but um, there are grants out there for Facebook and LinkedIn for small business owners, free grants that you can apply for to get spending. But right now, Facebook advertising is so inexpensive because right, the whole market's coming down, running some Facebook ads. I'll give you an example. I have a, and again, you got to just kind of extrapolate this to the solar industry because I'm not currently working with any solar clients. So maybe you can kind of take these examples and kind of trans, like, mm -hmm. like localize them, yeah. yeah, localize them for your, uh, your, your industry. But we have a patio furniture company. March is usually their biggest month. Okay. And with all this going on, they got hit pretty hard in Houston. The weather's perfect right now. Like everybody's outside, everybody's at the park. Well, we've started, we've moved some of that SEO budget. We've trimmed that back and we put money into Facebook ads right? And neighborhood app ads, right? The neighbor, I don't know if, uh, Samira, next door. Well, yeah. Or next door. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, next door. And we're running these ads and the message is like, Hey, we're keeping a, you know, a clean facility. Hey, you're going to be home uh, with your family. Why not enjoy some new furniture? Right? Like, so we're, we're helping change the message to say, Hey, it is, it is, uh, all, all our stuff. Um, we're, we're sanitizing it. It's a clean environment. We're working on a virtual uh, showroom for them right now. So uh, our videographers going in and doing kind of like, you know, the, like going back to Google My Business, like the, you know, 3D walkthrough or, or, or what have you, but we're doing some videography work for their showroom. And then you can, we're setting up e-commerce where they can order it online. But right now there's not a stay in place order. So some people are coming in the stores and they're like, Hey, we're really cleaning it. We're keeping people safe distance apart. But really the messaging's changed to say, hey, you're going to be home with your family. Why not buy this new furniture and enjoy it? And enjoy your space. Enjoy yeah. your space. And so that branding message is having an impact on how people are feeling about it. Because right now everybody's cutting back spending. Like consumers are cutting back spending. But now they're going, hey, I'm at home all the time now. I need some new furniture. I need it to be nice. It's a nice day outside. Yeah, I do want some new furniture, right? So, so that's what we're seeing a lot of um, right now. It could be in, in, in if there's a, a solar distributor saying like, hey, you're using more utilities at home now. Maybe it's time to, to, to save cost on your utility bill or, you know what I mean? Like there, I, I don't know what the message might be, but, but you need to think about shifting the messaging and the best way to get in front of your customers that have liked your page or people in your local area or your industry, the targeting on Facebook's phenomenal and it's getting that message in front of them. And so we're seeing a shift to kind of PR. We're doing some Spotify ads. We're doing some Pandora ads. The local news is starting to do Skype interviews. So we're seeing a shift into kind of PR more than say SEO. You know, it, it just depends what your long-term goals are of where, where you should be spending your money because right now this is a short-term kind of 
build my brand. We're helping out the community. Hey, we're doing these certain things. Um, or it's an opportunity to become a, you know, a, a, a thought leader in a certain industry. But really the thing that's going to drive this business long-term is being able to operate in this environment. So how do you do that? Like the virtual walkthroughs, the e-commerce, the customer service is super important. Like, can you operate in this environment? How to do that? But man, how people are going to find you is going to be through Google. And so again, it might be something in the short term that you want to, um, you, you know, trim back or not invest in just yet. Um, but we're, we're actually seeing also a pickup in certain people that know they're going to be around. Okay. Like if you don't know if your business is going to be around or you can make it through, there are some government loans out there, but, uh, but building new websites, websites usually could take 30, 60, 90 days, depending on like how complex, sometimes they take a little bit longer if you got like a portal on the back end. But now's a great time to relook at your business, relook at your website and go, does my website, my online digital presence reflect my brick and mortar presence? Does my social media reflect my brick and mortar, uh, my, my networking, my like real world presence, right? And so you really need congruency there. And that's what we're seeing a lot of is people updating their websites or building new websites or creating more access with that buyer funnel where people can purchase online or go through that sales cycle a little bit more online. For people who maybe want to hear more of what you uh, are putting out there, there's two things that I would recommend for them. The first, obviously, is go to bestseopodcast.com where you can listen to a you know, 10-year backlog of, of information. Um, that's a great resource. But you did a book that is actually an Amazon bestseller as well, right? It's called Build Your Brand Mania. Tell me about the essence of that book and how people can utilize that book as well if they're more of a DIY kind of do this after, you know, after the kids go to bed type person. Really, the podcast was more like I need to build, we, we, we've started to build out more courses, right? With like everything that's going on of like, people ask me a lot, well, what, what podcast do I listen into what order do I listen to them? Right. And really what the podcast is, is kind of real time, what I'm dealing with today, right? Without, you know, so, sometimes uh, like, will let me use their names and stuff like that. But like, I'm sharing examples of what's happening, what's going on with the algorithm, what I'm doing, what some best practices are. And, and so people stay, you know, people follow that and stay up to date with like what, what's happening in the industry uh, and, you know, what tactics and strategies are working, but it is kind of advanced, right? Like, so I might be like, you know, I might be using, you know, different abbreviations for stuff or I might be going, um, you know, deep in certain areas. And a lot of people were starting to ask me for that kind of stuff. And so what I did is, I actually uh, was starting to do a lot more talks at the time. Like a lot of this stuff, right, gets pretty pretty heady. It, it might get kind of deep, and people needed a way to 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 kind of get into the space. And so I wrote a book that talks about SEO. It talks about AdWords. It talks about email automation. It talks about all these different things. But I use lay terms of somebody that, um, and, and I use it in the framework of how we built our agency, right? Like my story of, of you, like I moved into digital marketing because I just saw how powerful it was and I kept gravitating toward it, towards it. So I kind of outline the experiences that I was going through, how I leveraged some of this stuff. I give a lot of examples. I try to share a lot of nuggets, but I do it in a way that there's a progression in learning of how I learned everything. Like, like I, I learned a ton of this stuff by just watching you like hours, days, weekends of like YouTube videos. Right. Um, a lot of this stuff is self-taught and then it's applied. And so, you know, we, we built a pretty decent size agency from the ground up through, um, utilizing a lot of these tactics. Um, you know, the podcast was, had an impact there. Um, we do a lot of content marketing and I, I basically lay out if someone was to, you know, start a business, right? Like you're a realtor, you're a doctor, a lawyer, a plastic surgeon, whatever you trade on your name, like you're, you're the business. How, how do you with no money, you know, or very little money build a business, right? Like, so maybe there's some people out there that are thinking about starting a, you know, like people call it like a side hustle or a side business right now. Like how do, how do you go about doing that? And what are the different tools you need to utilize? 
because it's so big of a world. And so I kind of outline that story there and um, really uh, I think it's a, a good read. I, I even had, uh, I put it on audible. A lot of, <laughs> a lot of people in my personal network, they're so busy, right? Like they don't have time to like maybe sit down and read a book, but they do, you know, listen to stuff at the gym or in the car ride or wherever. And, and so we put it on audible and, and since I put it on audible, I think that that's really where it, it, it took off. You know, I just kind of tell that story and try to break it down in a simplistic format. Yeah, buildyourbrandmania.com. You can check out if it's something that might make sense for, for your audience. Well, Matt, I am, I feel like I'm drinking from a fire hydrant right now. This has been just absolutely phenomenal. I'm really uh, impressed with the level and depth of, of quality of what you shared today. There's so many takeaways. If you're listening along to this, thinking to yourself, I'd love to inter- inter- engage with Matt. We've done something special for you. If you go to mysuncast.com forward slash build your brand, we'll obviously link to a homepage, but if you just go to mysuncast.com forward slash build your brand, we've got a couple of goodies there that'll help you on your way to the DIY strategies for taking your SEO to the next level, or maybe even just getting started. And we'll also give you an opportunity there to connect with Matt personally. And as I said before, we're absolutely going to do the webinar with Matt on the topics we didn't get a chance to get to. So while you're on mysuncast.com, please be sure to subscribe to our Suncast tribe because that's where you'll be notified first when we have Matt on the calendar. And uh, if you're not already, follow us on LinkedIn so that you'll get notified when we take that live on LinkedIn as well. So many ways that we can help here, Matt. So much value. I know that we're still yet to add, but for today, I'm saturated and super, super grateful that you've joined us here on Suncast to give us these tidbits of advice. Um, thanks for joining us during this time of crisis and helping us uh, sort of help helping folks figure out how to navigate it. Any parting thoughts on your side? Well, Nico, I, I appreciate you having me. I, I hopefully, uh, I know I went into some, some depth here, but hopefully there was some actionable steps that your listeners can take to improve their positioning online. Uh, I would say that right now is really the perfect time to invest in yourself uh, and to learn more about things that might help uh, grow your business uh, beyond this crisis or uh, thrive within this crisis. And really that comes down to knowledge and that comes down to education. Investing in yourself is probably the, the number one recommendation and stay healthy uh, that I could give, give your listeners. You can definitely check out the book, check out the podcast. You know, we are doing some consulting sessions. I'm going to be doing uh, a lot to sharpen my tool during this, this crisis as well and, and stay busy. Um, you know, with the kids and, you know, looking at uh, pivoting the business because we have to make some changes too based on uh, where the demand is. But uh, I think stay strong, we'll get through it and uh, wish you all the best. Absolutely, Matt. I am really looking forward to the next time we engage. And for now, thank you as well, Solar Warriors, for tuning in. And I hope that this helps you tune up your skills. Stay tuned for the upcoming uh, episode we have on Thursday. And in the meantime, as Matt said, Stay safe and go out there and continue to build community and lean in. This is a time for, uh, for getting things right. You've got a rare opportunity to come out of this stronger than ever. All right, Suncast family, that is a wrap on today's episode. I am blown away by all the things that I didn't know about how SEO actually works. Everything from listening tools to the way that your page should be ranked to the absolute maximum value you can get by cranking your presence up in terms of where you show up on Google's first page. How would you like to get yourself on the first page? If you'd like to spend some time having your website audited, reach out to me directly and we will take care of you. If you have no idea where to start, let me know. Reach out, Nico at mysuncast.com. We're going to help you get you hooked up. Now is the time to really tune in and dial up your marketing efforts. If you missed it today and you'd like to see how others like Antenna Group, SoftDesk, and SalesRabbit also helping their clients think about tuning up your marketing strategy during this pandemic time, the COVID crisis, then 
You should check out our Crowdcast page, crowdcast.io forward slash suncast. We just did a webinar with Solar Energy Trade Shows. Just like tomorrow, we're doing another webinar with NREL. Maybe you caught last week's episode with Solar Inventions. Tomorrow, we go live at 11 Pacific with another one of the NREL Solar Prize winners, Phase 3. We keep trying to bring this content, keep it fresh for you so that you know what's happening in the world. As I mentioned in the intro and mid-roll, if you'd like to spend Earth Day together then, join us for the first ever Suncast Clean Energy Summit starting on next Wednesday, April 22nd. You can register at suncastsummit.com. Please do tune in next week as Scott Ranglin of Energy Alliance Group gives me a clinic on follow-up, customer service, networking, and so much more. Remember, you are what you listen to. Thanks again for showing up, Solar Warrior. It's half the battle.